This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. Welcome back, bitches. Hey, hey, you got Ryan on the mic <laughs> and Christina over here. <laughs> Welcome back to the Confident Collective podcast. How's everybody doing? How are we feeling this week? I'm feeling fucking good. My January just started this week. Honestly, I think you're really onto something there yes. with the whole. But you said January 15th, but I think January 10th is a good start date. I think the second or third Monday in January is a good start date. Whatever that is. Me too. Because honestly, you need the, the first 10 days of the month are just a warm up. They don't count. They don't count. People are still on vacation. People are still getting acclimated. People like need vacations from their vacations, you know? I know. So, I feel you. I feel really good about it, actually. Like, this is the first time in a long time where I just feel so refreshed and recharged and like kind of ready to take on the world again. Yeah, I love that. And it's so funny that you say that because, all right, I would, <laughs> I read this art. If I ever say on this podcast, I read this article. That means I watched a TikTok. Okay. <laughs> me and me and my friend were joking about this again. I was about to say I read this article, but I literally saw a TikTok about this girl who was like, every single year, I am either going to start the first 10 days of the year with a vacation or like literally resting because okay. she had COVID and was forced to start the first 10 days resting because she was in isolation. And she just talked about that. Exactly what you're saying. How it's like, why do we fucking rush into this? I have no idea. I I don't. I can't. I mentally and physically can't. I think I like mentioned it last week. It's just that I was so used to, because I worked in retail for like a decade, mm -hmm. of working literally from Thanksgiving through th Christmas, through Christmas, nonstop every single day, like 10 hour days, because I was just a, such a hustler. And I was like, I want to make that coin. Like this is when I can really do it. Mm -hmm. That I've always been so sick and burnt out the first couple of weeks of January and kind of with our industry too right now like it's so busy in December that I just feel like I need I need that break for January yep and I feel so good about it and I think that's just a lesson again to like listen to your mind and body and when you need to rest dude rest rest I'm a projector you don't have to tell me that I know and you know you tell me I know I need to tell you I need to tell you baby um should we get into our obsessed? Let's just get into our obsessed. Okay, I'm excited about it. So with my January starting, I started a whole new routine and I am obsessed with it. And I think this is honestly like part of the reason why I just feel so refreshed and have so much energy. You so, have, and so like, I, I sorry to interrupt you, but your energy today is like, I haven't seen you with this much energy dude, in a long right? time. I haven't felt this good in a really long time. You haven't even cried yet today. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, Okay, so a couple different things I've changed in my routine. One, so like I cook a lot for my family, but I was cooking meals for Nicholas and like cooking dinner for Steve and I after Nicholas went to sleep. And now I've just started cooking earlier. So I eat dinner with Nicholas. So by like 7 p.m., like I've already had dinner and I don't have to start cooking. So like pretty much what I'm starting to do is just like wind down a lot earlier. Yes. And before I would like watch so much TV or like just binge or honestly be on my computer doing work until like 11 o'clock at night. And now I'm just not looking at emails. I'm not doing work after like a certain time after Nicholas goes to sleep is like when I would start doing so much of my work. And now mm. I'm like, no, I am not doing it. I'm cutting myself off. You. So I've been going to bed a lot earlier. And when I would go to bed, I would normally put on a show to like fall asleep to, or like listen to a podcast to fall asleep to. But now I just started reading instead. And it is incredible. I fall asleep every single night now reading a book. I'm actually sleeping through the night. I don't have to like listen to something to fall asleep. I'm able, I can't believe the fact that I'm falling asleep without listening to noise to put me to sleep. It's so mind blowing to me. And now I'm trying to wake up like an hour earlier before Nicholas wakes up. So I have like my mornings to myself to like, again, have coffee, like read, do whatever I want to do mm -hmm. without waking up to the sound of my baby because it's just not like you're automatically in like reaction. Exactly. Mode. Exactly. Oh my gosh. This makes me so happy. And honestly, nothing knocks you out like reading a book. Oh I cannot gosh. keep my eyes open. I know. It's it's crazy how like it relaxes you like that. Yes. So I'm I feel so really good about it. I I'm so really happy. About it. Thanks. Thanks. 
And honestly, if you have kids, I cannot suggest trying to wake up before they wake up more. I know it sounds like it's easier in your head, but you just have to get into that routine because having that moment for yourself is such a game changer in the morning. Yeah. Really try it. I know like that extra like hour of sleep sounds so tempting, but I feel so much more refreshed having that time for myself. I'm scared to ask this. What time does Nicholas wake up? So he's been waking up around 630. So you're waking up at 530? Yeah, I woke up at 530. But I went to sleep. I know, I know, I know. Christy. But we're trying to get him to wake up at seven, but I think he's still like a little jet lagged. And honestly, that's probably why it's a lot easier for me to wake up so early because we just spent like almost three weeks in New Jersey. Right. So like 530 is like really 830, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, that's what I'm telling myself. That's what you're telling yourself. Yeah. Okay, well, I love this new routine for you. Honestly, okay. I, I really like your energy today. This is the most energy I've seen you have in a long Me time. Me too. Thank you. It's Thanks amazing. for noticing. I so, feel seen. You're so welcome. <laughs> what are you obsessed with? Um, okay, so I, next month, I have to make a big decision to get a new IUD put in. Oh my gosh, I was like, yeah, I forgot about this. Okay. <laughs> to get a no, new, this is a big decision. This is a really big decision. So I have to make a decision to get a new IUD put in. I've had mine for five years, which is so funny because when I got this in, I was in a long-term relationship and I was like, I might have to get it taken out early. Ben and I might start having kids oh soon. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. <laughs> We're going to get married. Oh, how the tables have turned. But I've either to decide to get a new one in or I've really been thinking about not having any form of birth control. So I downloaded this app called Flo- the Flow app where you track your cycle. And I am literally like so fascinated because I honestly have never really been in tune with my body of like, okay, what is... Mm, my boobs feel a little bit tender or like, oh, I'm spotting. Like I've just been so out of touch. And in the app, you like track every day, like every night I'll go in and be like, okay, like what were my symptoms today? Did I feel really fatigued? Did I have a headache? Were my boobs tender? Was there any spotting? Did I have discharge? Whatever. And it's just making me so much more aware of my body. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting. Um, and I just think I- I'm obsessed with it. And I think people should download this app if you're thinking about even if you're on birth control, but oh my gosh, the, the rambling today is crazy. If I'm going to go off birth control and just want to cleanse my body, it's very important to track your cycle if you're sexually active or not. Mm-hmm. So this helps me just stay into it, like tells you when you're ovulating and all this stuff. Honestly, it's just a great app to get in tune with your body and your cycle. So I love the flow app because I used it to get pregnant. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I should have okay, told so you that. You, so I, you and so Steve I'm would also be like, with I'm it. ovulating, baby. Yeah, totally. Bring exactly. Exactly. I think it's actually really, really great if you're trying to plan for a family as well, too. Okay. So if you want to conceive, I found it to be super, super useful. I'm someone who has never tracked their This period. sounds like we're doing an ad. Flow app needs to fucking sponsor <laughs> yeah, <what> us. <laughs> I've never um, tracked my period in my entire life. Right. And I've never been on birth control. So like trying to get pregnant, I literally had no idea. And now Crazy. I've just thought about like, re, cause you have to sign up for it and you pay, you monthly. pay monthly for it. And I was just thinking about if I should get it again, like if we wanted to have another baby, I was like, oh, should I start tracking again just to see? Yeah. And I decided it might be too soon. So on like, my way to Damn. Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. This is a conversation. Another time. For another time. But, and then like me, who's trying not to get pregnant, but real quick, what are, okay. So you want to cleanse your body. That's why you're not thinking about about the IUD? Like, what do you mean by that? So I, I've just been doing a little bit of research and everyone should do their own research on just how birth control affects like fertility hor- and hormones. And I think birth control is a really amazing tool for, for women. And it's, it's very important. And like, but I, I just am, I'm trying as I'm educating myself on what I'm putting in my body and my overall health, um, I've just, my sister's been off of it for a long time and has seen some very like drastic changes, like in her mood, her libido, like it's crazy. I think how much birth control can affect us. And we don't even know. Again, I'm not saying this as an expert. I am coming into this as like a very, I'm trying to educate myself and make the decision that's, that's best for me. Um, and again, getting in a new IUD is so painful. I can't even tell you, Christina. Like, (laughs) I want to know. Like, what does it feel like? Like, like, (laughs) 
Um, I was laughing because I was trying to tell Christina this before and she was like, is it, I was like trying to be like, Christina, you don't understand this pain. Um, and like, she was, I was like, like, guys, like I'm right. I might understand. I literally like, no, pushed you don't a understand. baby out of my vagina. And I was like, oh shit, you probably have experienced worse pain than me. But it is like people pass out from this pain. Okay. You're having a baby. You're like, there's fucking doctors. There's fucking nurses. Right. I'm not comparing it to having no, a baby, it's okay. which kind of I am. But people, I'm sorry, we need to be fucking sedated for this. Mm-hmm. It is so painful. Does it like pinch? Does it burn? Like, it's like does a, it feel like something? Like, did, it is, is it pain to your muscle? Everything. Like, okay. Everything. Honestly, I can't even put it into words. I actually felt like she pulled my uterus outside of my body mm-hmm. to insert this thing. And then all day long, you are just fucking for weeks almost weeks cramping because your body's fucking trying to dislodge this foreign object that's in your body. It's just, I don't know if I want to do it. So I'm that, that's not been a big decision for me. That's why I'm thinking about it. Do I get a new IUD or do I go off birth control? Well, I do think that you just need to do some more research and make the decision that's best for you. Um, But I also think that we need to do an, an episode on, on all of this because I have so many more questions. We need to get an OBGYN. A hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Um, well, enough to do- talking about my period and cycle and birth control. <laughs> What's your product this week? Okay. So I've talked a lot about this on Instagram, but I just love being tan. A good tan makes me feel like a freaking queen. So I want to share oh, two tanning products I'm obsessed with. One is Lux Unfiltered. I love using their their hydrating self tanning cream, which I, which I do have to say though, I had to get a little bit better with the application because I use it. I use the drops on my face, which I love the way it makes me glow. Yes. And I also love using the body cream as well, but I'm, my application isn't as great for that. Sometimes I'll see like streakies, streakies, or I'll see like, just like a pale cat. I don't know what happens to my gas, but I forget. Christina, about every you got to get down and dirty in that rubbing it in. I, I do. I do. I do. Um, so I love these products so much, like especially when it's January, February, like the dead of winter and you're just feeling like not your most confident, sexy self. I mm-hmm. really do think a tan, well, at least for me, it transforms me. So I love those products so much. And one more tanning product that I love so much, I might as well share it as well, is Bondi Sands Dark Tanning Foam. And this one, I will say, I have never streaked with as well. Okay, see, I get scared of that stuff because I feel like that would be streakier than the gradual tanning lotion. I think why it's not streaky for me is because it's dark, so I can see it as I'm applying applying it. it. Mm. And I think the difference is I use a mitt for that versus the other one, I just use my hands. Yes. So I think that's the the big difference. The only thing with Bondi Sands is that it's a little bit more maintenance because like you have to shower afterwards. But I love them both so much. And we'll make sure to link them in the show notes. Like if you're in need of some color in your life, could not recommend more. Okay. What is your, what are you obsessed with, Ray? What's your product? Well, I'll tell my product, but I want to say one thing about the tanning thing. Okay. See, yeah, for me, I like to do a spray tan once a month. I have a membership at Sugar and Bronze. And then I do the Lux Unfiltered in between. That's smart. Because you have someone to do your back. Yeah. I don't have anyone to do my back. It's true. But sometimes Almost. I don't even ask Steve to do my back. Sometimes I'm like, eh, no one's even my back. <laughs> I mean, I guess Steve is, but he's like not saying anything about it. You right. Know? Um, okay. My product. So funny. It's also a cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are we creamy? So it's the Ole Hendrickson Strength Training Peptide Boost Moisturizer. Um, it's a facial moisturizer. It's a facial moisturizer. So I don't know about, I don't know about anybody else, but I have been so dry. So dry. Recently. I don't, this is maybe TMI. My nipples are dry. Like mm. I am so dry. My nipples are like flaking. Really? Like Christina. <laughs> I'm like, need to look at mine I'm right like, now. They're like itchy. My skin is so dry. Oh, my nipples are so dry. I want to try and putting this on my nipples, I think. But this stuff is like the most hydrating cream. I went to an event with them and they gifted it to me in this little gift bag. And I was like, wow, blown away, blown away. And also I met the founder whose name is Ola. Is that how you say it? Ole? No. Ola it's Ula. Hen- Ula. Ula. Ula Henriksen. That's how Ula you pronounce Hendrickson. it? Um, yes. Wow. He I is, always pronounce that wrong. He is the smallest, <laughs> kindest, beautiful man I've ever seen. Oh my gosh. I We're going to put a photo in, the, in our <laughs> weekly newsletter. Um, 
literally we took a photo together. I was like, Oh, I'm going to be in Europe this summer. He's like, Oh, if you're in Copenhagen, let me know. I'll give you all these. I was like, you are literally the founder of this huge brand. You are so kind. That's awesome. Honestly, I was just blown away. And he was like, let's take a picture. And he like hopped up on this little thing. Oh my gosh, he and did. And he was like, hugged me. And he was just so sweet. And his energy was incredible. And I was like, I love this man. I literally probably weigh four times as much as him, but I'm obsessed with him. That's so cute. So that's what, that's my product. Okay, real quick though, just for, you know, for dry nipples, Aquaphor <gasps> or Lanolin. Because I know from when I was breastfeeding, Wait, did you your- had like cracked- Dude, dude, that's what's happening to my nipples right now. I'm not even kidding you. Like when you're breastfeeding, that shit, they don't. That is the worst. Fu- that pain when I was breastfeeding and my nipples were so sore and dry and cracked was literally more painful to me than childbirth. I'm not kidding you. It was like I, I literally had chills. My whole body was shaking. I had like a fever from how bad it was. It was so brutal. So okay, mine is not that bad, but, but I know. So you put Aquaphor on it? Aquaphor is really great or like Vaseline or like lanolin is like I something. Know that, is. I know I didn't know either until um, I had a baby, but you can like order it on Amazon, just like a little tube. It's specifically for dry crack nipples. Oh, I'm ordering it on yeah, Amazon It's really today. good too. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on? Do I need to be concerned? What's happening to my huh? nipples? I don't know. <laughs> I, we're going to have to undress you and assess later on. I can look oh at them. My for, God. But I think just try this first. Okay. I don't think you should be freaking out about anything. Okay. I think you're probably fine. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, enough with that. Today, today, so last week in our episode, we talked about not intentionally traveling a lot as we were looking ahead for 2022. I think people are itching to get out and travel this summer. Um, so today we are talking to Janelle on a jet. You may have seen her on TikTok um, or, or Instagram. She talks about basically like travel, traveling smarter, travel tips, travel hacks, traveling as a woman. Um, so today she's going to give us some insight so we can be smarter travelers because Christina and I are very inefficient, stupid travelers. The worst. Like I am so like I know there are so like I could be using points. I could be doing this and I just don't. Like, what's wrong with me? I, I don't know. I, I would like to ask the same question to myself. So <laughs> she's going to help us and help you to travel, travel smarter, smarter, save some coin mm. and yeah, see the world. So yeah. let's get into it. Let's do it. Welcome, Janelle. How are you? Good. It's so good to be here. Oh we, my gosh. We're so excited to have you. We have Janelle in person. Like one of our first in-person interviews in our new studio space, aka Ray's place. It's beautiful here. You guys are missing out. <laughs> I honestly always feel felt like so nervous to have people in our my apartment. I don't know why. I don't know why either because I think it's fabulous. I'm in the best chair in the room. We're great. doing great. We are ready to talk about traveling the world because you are our travel expert, guru, everything. I think I found you on TikTok. Uh-huh. Is that how TikTok. we discovered each other? It was TikTok. I love TikTok. I me think too. people are going to get sick of me saying I found people on TikTok. Probably, but it's okay. That's how we find everything these days. That's how I learned how to make spicy tuna crispy rice was on TikTok. Oh, girl. So I- oh, can you please send me that video <laughs> immediately? We need. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Can you get, introduce yourself to our audience? Okay. So my name is Janelle. Um, I go by Janelle on, on a jet on the internet. Um, and I started traveling I about like three years ago. I went to Iceland for the first time. And it was my first time out of the country, really, other than like a few small trips here or there. And that like blew my mind. And after that, I was like, I'm obsessed. I need to do more of this. And so once that trip happened, I just like dove in and started learning more about how to travel for cheaper, how to like utilize points and miles and like go around the world. And like it's just hasn't stopped since. So now I've been to like 19 countries and more. We're doing more. <laughs> I agree. I feel like traveling is so addicting. And once you kind of like get that travel bug, and you realize that it's maybe not as hard as you thought it was to travel. Um, it just becomes something you can't stop doing. And it's like the best form of education too. Totally. Like I, growing up, I always had this view of traveling as something that was just relatively unaccessible. Like you do one trip maybe every five years of like a big thing. And that was like what you look forward to. And um, I think just learning through different, there's different avenues that we can look at to learn to travel that makes it more accessible to everyone. And once I started getting into that, it really like opened my eyes and I'm like, I can go more than one place every five years. I can go to five places in one year. Like, and right. it was just been crazy. So what is it that you hear from people like, for like maybe women specifically, because that's mostly our audience. Like, are they scared? Are, it, 
because I do feel like traveling can kind of be intimidating, right? Definitely. So like, what is like advice you can give for someone who's like, I've never really traveled, but I'm like kind of wanting to, but like, I don't even know where to begin. So if you don't have anyone to go with, don't feel like you can't go anywhere. You can do a solo trip somewhere in the US, like cities that I typically recommend that you can find tons of different things to do in, or like San Francisco or Boston, because they've got so much that you can do um, depending on what your hobbies are. Like they have some, something for everyone there. And it's mm. really easy. Like New York City is another great one to go to if you want to go solo because you can go to museums, you can go to restaurants, you can go on hikes. Like there's different things, you know, if you're in San Francisco and whatnot. And then if you are, if you get comfortable with that, or if you're ready to just jump into the international portion, you can go over and go to countries like, you know, London and the UK and things. Um, there's New Zealand, Australia, once they reopen. And those are so much easier for people to just kind of jump in um, to the world of travel, but without feeling like they have to be overwhelmed with language barriers and things like that, that really can make it seem scary as a woman, especially like mm-hmm. I'm going to go over there and now I have to deal with where am I going to stay? Where am I going to feel safe? And all of these things. So I try to like Go to places that are countries that, you know, are relatively safe. There's always unsafe areas everywhere. But do your research. Look up safe neighborhoods. Um, I make a point when I'm traveling solo to stay somewhere near where I can like walk to dinner and feel comfortable walking home. That's like number one thing. I want to make sure I feel comfortable walking home from dinner um, or at least from like the public transit where I'm going to get dropped off at if I'm like on a train line or something. Um, And then studying like maps a little bit. It sounds corny, but like I will look when I went to London, I was solo in London. I was like, okay, the river is here. Big Ben's here. The castle or the Buck Palace. <laughs> <They're> gonna, <laughs> Whatever palace it is. That, that big building <laughs> is over here. And I was like, okay, and my hostel, I stayed at a hostel and I was like, my hostel's over here. And I was like, okay, if I walk in this direction towards the water, that gets me near these things. So then I'm not having my phone out and like doing that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. So those are things that made me feel more comfortable when I was starting to like travel alone and, and get used to it. Yeah, because it can be scary. And I'm glad you like touched on that a little bit. Not scary, but overwhelming. Yeah. Like, I, I think it is important because like, okay, I'm going to Europe this summer and I'm like, okay, uh, what if I'm like sitting at a hotel bar and I meet a guy? I probably shouldn't be like, oh, I'm here alone. Right? Like, are there any things that you're like, okay, when you're traveling alone as a woman that you don't say do's don't and don'ts, do. you know what I mean? You don't want to give everything out. Like I, some people say, like, say that you're traveling with, you know, your partner or your friend who's on business and they're off doing stuff like that. Those are some tips that work for people. I'm a terrible liar. So I like really can't stick to those types of stories. So I just try to like keep where I'm staying more discreet or like, yeah, I'm like, you know, here staying in this area. Yeah. Yeah. Not so, like at this hotel. Yeah, right. Definitely don't give hotel information out or just like I'm staying in this neighborhood or, you know, I'm here for like, maybe I'll fudge on like dates just so it's not as like, you know, my exact travel itinerary or plan, but like Again, I know I'm a terrible liar, so I just like try to stay away from some of those things. But if you're comfortable with me, like, yeah, my friend on business is here and I'm just, you know, hanging out in the hotel room with them while they do their thing. That's a great way to like make it seem like you're with someone. But like, that's why you're here alone and not with them currently. Yeah, I actually really like that. And I feel like you should do that, too, because the more I think about it, it is like, no, it is. You have to be careful if you're traveling alone, especially. Yeah. If you say you're alone, you're automatically so much more vulnerable. Versus just saying like, oh yeah, like I'm mm-hmm. with my friend. She's working upstairs in the hotel room or like she's, I'm whatever. You don't want to give your hotel. Oh, shit. I What if you're trying to go back there? I'd get taken. I would gone. get taken. She I would get taken. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. She's gone. No, but it is like, there are things like, even like walking around in LA, like I'm like, okay, I shouldn't be on my phone all the time. But like yeah. when you're traveling, like you said, you kind of want to know where you're going. So you're not like on your phone, like head down. You want to be aware of your surroundings. Totally aware of your surroundings. I'll put like my headphones in too. And if I do want to have the map going, like the AirPods, you know, are telling me like, turn right here. So my phone's out while I'm walking and I can like, you know, listen to a podcast or do whatever. So that makes it a lot easier. That's really smart because I'm sure like looking down at like your maps too is like probably a glaring red flag. Yeah. You you don't don't look like a tourist. Like where it's like, that's clearly someone who's not from here, like a target, those sorts of things. And I haven't really found any scenarios where I've felt unsafe in. I mean, you kind of have to trust your gut too. And like yeah. put yourself around people. You can kind of uh, feel their energy and things like that. Um, I've met a lot of people. People get scared of hostels. That's like a thing that I get a lot of questions out. And to be fair, I asked a lot of questions before I started staying in them. So I totally get it. But my first experience staying in a hostel was so great. Like I met so I was in um, Dublin. That was the first time I stayed in a hostel. I was in the dorm style bedrooms. I had a bunk in okay. a bedroom. We had an ensuite bathroom. Wait, how old were you? 22. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, and it was actually, I was tagging this long to a work trip. So I go from staying in like a business hotel to like 
a hostel with a dorm style, like bathroom and whatever setup. And there was so many fun people there. There were some people from the UK that I met, a girl from um, Florida who was doing a study abroad for like a year there. So she's, you know, was living in a different country in Europe. And we all went out together. We went to an arcade bar. So like you can meet people that are also doing solo travel and kind of like band together. And that's why I find hostels like a great way to do that. Okay. But not all hostels are created equal. And I've stayed at like, <laughs> probably so like, Christine is like, I've stayed on. at a hostel in Barcelona. I've stayed in one in Amsterdam. I've stayed in one in Rome. And like one of them was amazing. Had such a great mm-hmm. experience. Like met these two Swedish guys. Like they ended up tagging along on the rest of like our Barcelona trip. Yeah. And then the one in Rome was like the scariest place I've ever been to in my entire life. So like, what is your tips to like figuring out like what hostel is like okay to stay at? Like, are there certain things that you should look for? Like what websites do you find these hostels? Like where, give us all the nitty gritty. I got you. Hostel World is the app that I use. Okay. It's a very common app for hostels to be on. Um, and you read the reviews. Like I need, I go through and I will read reviews from females my age and see that. And you can see different times of year too. Cause like some hostels don't have AC. So if you're reading a review from December, you want to look at maybe the one, like the month that you're going in to see like, so are they complaining that it's super hot in here or do they have great AC or like, what is the reviews? People are honest. Like they are very brutally honest on there. So like general rule of thumb when I'm using Hostel World, I will stay at like an eight star to 9.5 star like type place that's rated. And then I always look for a place with a bar or a community space because that's how you meet those other people. You want a gathering space mm-hmm. at the hostel. Like in London, when I stayed there, um, they had a karaoke night. And so I met all these people from karaoke night. And like, that's the whole reason I was there. Like, I didn't need to go to karaoke night at my hostel to like for the evening. But I was like, no, I'm going to go and I'm going to like go meet people and see if I can like have a good night. Right. Right. Okay. Wait, I, I, this is where my mind's. How old are you now? 27. Do you still stay in hostels now? Uh, I stayed in some when I was in Italy. Because I feel like, summer, am I going to so be yes. old as fuck if I'm traveling Europe? Am I going to be with these like teeny boppers? And I'm like, well, I'm grandma Ryan. Tons of age ranges. Um, there are some that have like specific age ranges that you have to be in. Like you can't be over a certain age or like under, like there are some oh. like age ranges as well. But like you can see on the reviews, like who's kind of staying there. But no, I stayed in them. I made friends in Italy stay in them. I was like, we're staying in hostels. It's so much cheaper. And we did, you can do private rooms um, as well. So it's not okay. just like the dorm style. Like you can have a private room and then stay in like you'd have a uh, bathroom that you would go to, but your room is locks. It's yours, like everything. Um, okay. And then we did that. So we had three of us in a four person room, but there was not a fourth person. So, okay. But okay. See, what, what if you're someone like me who wants, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to stay at a hostel at this point <laughs> yeah. in my life, but what I want is to stay at a bougie ass five star resort for hostel prices. So like, <laughs> how do I figure that out? Because no, I'm serious. Like, I'm, I like want to stay at really nice hotels, but like, I know there's times where you can find really nice hotels for like really affordable prices. And, but when I look, they're all like $2,500 a night. And like, I don't want to spend that much money. So like, what if you want to travel and like luxury, but don't want to pay luxury prices? Is this even possible? I don't know. (laughs) So there's like two parts to it. Like part of it. So Bali, for example, like you can feel like you're in luxury, but be paying like pennies for that so like yeah, going true. to areas where it's like instead of going to like the maldives where you are going to be paying to breathe there like you <laughs> yeah, know literally. you can go to other places that like your dollar goes further that's one thing to okay, start looking a, at a good tip actually and then credit cards are a great way to earn points like if you have travel credit cards you can use those to, if you're um, using non-airline co-branded ones so if you have an airline co-branded card those are automatically going to be airline miles that you earn when you spend but if you have a non-co-branded travel credit card. There's a bunch I can recommend. Um, they are going to be in points in like their currency. So like Chase has mm-hmm. points, Amex has points, and you can transfer them to different partners. So you can transfer them to hotels. You can book hotels straight from there and use them through their travel portal. And there's so many options. You can book flights, those sorts of things. So you can um, utilize those points from just your normal everyday spend. Like I treat my right. credit card like a debit card. Yeah. And then you pay it off every month, but I'm yes. getting the points for every single dollar that I'm spending. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little disappointed because I was really hoping that you were gonna give me some secret website <laughs> that had hotels no, at a fraction of the price. I have, have you used hotels tonight? Yes. So I do yeah. use that. There's like a few of those like things that you can utilize, but then it's hard to plan. Yes, and I'm a planner, so it's really hard for me to like. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. Okay. Okay. Well, then can we get into a little bit of the credit card details because I do think that could be really really helpful. Right now, I have a Chase Sapphire card, and I have like an. Am- too. An Amex card too. Which ones though? Well, that is my issue. And I didn't realize that I had the Chase Sapphire, just the regular one. Preferred or I- reserved? No, girl, the regular one. Oh. I don't even know if it exists anymore. I got it like 
12 years ago. <laughs> and someone was like, wait, you don't have the preferred card or the reserve or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, no, why? They're like, do you realize what an idiot you are and like how many points you've missed out on? So yes. I want to make sure people don't make the same mistake that I've made. So what, what do they need to look for? What are maybe like your top three travel credit cards and why? So it depends on what your goals are when you travel. Um, so like if you are traveling a lot, you're going to get a lot of benefits out of like I have the Amex, um, so the Amex Platinum. The American Express Platinum card. That's what it is. is, um, And that one is a $695 yearly fee card. Huge sticker price. We're like, whoa, I'm paying $695 for that. That gets me $200 in Uber credits a year. That gets me free access to the lounges. There's like a zillion credit, $200 in airline credits, like all these things where if you utilize the benefits, it makes sense for you. So if you're traveling more, like for me being able to go to the lounges when I'm at the airport, I'm not paying for drinks. I'm not paying for food. I'm not paying for coffee. Wait a minute. I have an Amex. Are you telling me I have access to lounges Which, I'm not using? If you have the like metal, I'll show you it. It's like this silver metal card and it's heavy. And if you have that card, you can get into the lounges for free. Any lounge, United, uh, Delta, everything. So there's a list, but like, okay. but it's a pretty large list. So especially it comes like if with that card, you can get into the Delta lounge for free. You can get into Centurion lounges, which are insane. Those are, oh, I don't even I know think. what that word is. Me neither. I've never heard of that in my life. <laughs> the Centurion lounge in JFK, if you ever have an opportunity to go there, it's insane. There's like a massage chair I fell asleep in and I almost missed my flight. <laughs> so- <laughs> One question before you keep going. So this is like the, when you say travel a lot, what does that mean? Because I'm like, if I'm booking one flight a month, one, two, you know what I mean? Like what is traveling a lot kind of mean for one of these cards that you're talking about to be worth it? Yeah, so the higher question. end cards, like yearly fees are around 300 to the high end of the 695 is like where they would put. So it, I, it depends on what you utilize when you go to the airport, but I would start considering those if you're traveling six times a year. You oh, know, wow. that's, that's two times that you're going to be at the airport for your one trip, at least if you don't have a layover. Um, but you okay. think about how much money do you spend on food or drinks or water? Snacks. I have to get a cheeseburger when I step yeah. into the airport. <laughs> it's, it's required. Agreed. It could be 7 a.m. Yes. Agreed. I, I'm and totally a, with you. I'm having a, a full glass of wine. Meal. I'm having a full meal and a glass of wine. <laughs> yeah, it's a, 5 a.m. I don't care. Friend, give me the French fries. Okay. So we clearly need to travel together because that's exactly what I do. So <laughs> yeah. like, you're going to drop like, I mean, I don't know, 45 bucks at least on at that. Least, so you yeah. do that. And it's like, no, I'm going to go to the lounge. I can eat for free. I can drink for mm. free. I can relax. It's super comfortable. Um, and so those are some of the benefits where like, if you, if you do do that, you're going to get a lot of use out of the card. If you're someone who shows up to the card and you or the airport and you've got, you know, your snacks packed, you're all good to go. Like those that you kind of have to look at how you your travel, lifestyle. like your travel yeah. style for that. Well, wait, real quick. When you're talking about like lounges and stuff like that, I'm like thinking about LAX, right? Like mm-hmm. where are these lounges? A lot of the times they're on the second floor. Not always, but like in LAX specifically, like the Delta lounge is on the second floor. Do you have to be in the Delta terminal or is it like in each terminal? So they have in the Delta terminal, but there, there'll be lounges in each um, terminal. Typically okay. they've got different ones. And so you've got different access. There's apps that can help you navigate it. Like Lounge Buddy is a really good one. Priority Pass, the actual app, if you have Priority Pass comes with a lot of the credit cards having that I literally just look it up all the time um, okay, to okay. see but like if you aren't traveling a ton like that um, you can buy day passes to some of these lounges so that's a way for you to like have a more mm. bougie experience if you're going only on like two trips a year where it's like the card doesn't make sense but maybe you can buy a day pass and okay those are some of your options and what if you're someone like me who tries to like just get to the airport with just enough time to God, walk on the plane? you stress me Actually, out. you know what? <laughs> you stress I, me out. Especially at LAX. Like. No, actually, I will say that this past p- times that I have traveled, I've gotten there so much earlier just because I didn't know if it was going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was actually kind of nice. See, because we're opposite nice. travelers. I got to the airport like three hours early before I went to Denver this Christmas. Oh, was there three hours early? No, so I ex- excessive. <laughs> I only got there two hours early because I have a baby and six pieces of luggage. <laughs> so I used to be the person that like wanted to show up as the boarding like process started. And it was, I was like success if I like was able to make that happen. And then I got access to the lounges and I was like, no, now I go early. I literally showed up to the lounge yesterday and in Seattle to come here. And I had, I showed up for lunchtime. My flight wasn't until 6 p.m. I had oh lunch. Gosh, I, I, hung out. I had my monitors open. I was just working from the lounge, you know, hanging out, having yeah. coffee. Had a glass of wine before I boarded the flight. Had a few snacks packed before Dude, I got like on the plane. Experience. Yeah, yes. that makes it way more of the an Janelle on a jet experience. Yeah. <laughs> it totally changes everything. Like my mom used to get a lot of anxiety with traveling, and like that's why we didn't really travel a ton either growing up. It was just a lot to get her to go do that stuff. Didn't like the experience. Um, and so once we got lounge access, now she was like, "Why aren't we? We don't have enough time in the lounge. What, what are we doing? Like we yeah. need to go to the airport sooner." 
Okay. So do you have like a, um, for like an intro? Cause I'm already, I'm not gonna lie. I'm already feeling overwhelmed with the credit cards. And yeah. We barely talked about them. Okay. Where's like a good place to start for someone? Like, do like, how do you know? Do I need, okay. So I, one of the, one things I have done, cause this is what I was telling Christine before we sat down. I am a really bad traveler because I'm fucking lazy. Yeah. I just want to book the flight. I don't want to look into all this stuff. And that's why I'm like, we have Janelle. <laughs> I'm here. So I have, I've got to silver on Delta because I've just started flying exclusively Delta. Mm-hmm. So like I got randomly upgraded to first class on my way back from Mexico. It was amazing. amazing. But I'm like, okay, do I, do I need a Delta credit card or should I just stick with my chase? Like, I feel like it's so complicated. Like what's a good intro for someone like so, me? First things first, you don't just have to have one credit card. I have multiple. I oh typically God. hold between like four to seven credit cards between personal and business. Oh, that stresses travel. me out. So yeah, it's, it's wild. As someone who's not good with money, I don't think I can do that. But see, that confuses me only only because I'm like, wait a minute. Like, isn't it better to accumulate a lot of points on one credit card versus like a little bit on each? So a lot of the credit cards, and this is where like you can get into it. And people don't have to have that many. Like, I'd consider probably two or three for like the okay. average person, but like um, certain credit cards have different points, ca- bonus categories. So like three times spend on restaurants or one has three times spend on flights and hotels. So like I put all my restaurants on my Chase Sapphire reserve card because I earn extra points when I eat out on that one. I put all my flights, I earn five times flights on my um, American Express card. And so like I'm putting my spend on different cards that make the bonus category. So I'm earning more points off of that. Right. That makes sense. Got it. Instead of just doing it all on one card. Yep. Do you have this outline somewhere on like. Um, on TikTok, I actually have like a lot of series of videos okay. on it. Okay. I'm working on getting it on like a written format so people can just like dive in. But as you can tell, like I've just scratched the surface. And I, we know. Are like- I know we're barely scratching the surface. Yes. Wait, I want to go circle back to what you were saying about the flights, because I will say Mm -hmm. there is one point where I was taking like, I don't know, like 20, 30 flights a year, maybe more. What? Yes. Like a couple of years ago, I was because I was going back and forth to the East Coast every month and then I was going somewhere else a month. Totally get it. And I am not a loyalist. And my friends would be like, you are driving me crazy. Just fly with Delta. Just choose one airline and just fly with it. And like even still to this day, I'm the person that's like looking on kayak. Hmm, like what makes more sense? I'm going between kayak and then I'm going between like JetBlue and United and seeing what's like more affordable, what makes sense. And I know I'm probably not being strategic. So what should I be doing differently? First, you should stop looking at all the websites separately. You're going to go to Google Flights. That's all you're going to yeah. use from here on out. Wait, I wait, knew wait, you were going to say that. Wait, yeah. go- why Google Flights? I've never used Google Flights Because ever. Google Flights pulls all of those airlines in to one spot. So instead of going to United's website and JetBlue's website and all of that, you can put in all of your search parameters and just use their tool. They have a bunch of filters. So like if you do want to fly a specific like three or four airlines or one, or you have specific Mm. times that you want to leave or you want to nonstop, like they have all those filters and they will show you like, here are your best options or your cheapest options for what you told us, like from your filters that you put in, or you can leave it blank and just see like, what are the cheapest options? So start there for sure. Um, When it comes to status, there are benefits to it. Like getting the free upgrades is huge. Like a lot of the times you can get like free check bags. Like, so if you are someone who, does check a bag every single time. You can save hundreds of dollars a year by being able to stick to a specific airline. And so, um, and you get benefits, like they're a little bit more lenient on things. Like I'm the diamond medallion on Delta, which is like their top status. So I can call and I'll be like, Hey, I need you to like switch me to this flight and do X, Y, and Z. And like super flexible. Like there's a lot of just perks by being loyal, but it doesn't make sense for the average person. Mm -hmm. However, if you're traveling like three times a year, at least like that, I, that that, I mean, I'm not doing that right now. I would love to do that, but okay. I, that make that makes sense to me. And I do think that like, for me, it's like a convenience thing. Cause like, if you want to fly Delta, but Delta doesn't fly into like the convenient airport for you, then for me, I'm like, what, well, how did, this doesn't make sense long-term. I'll take a layover to fly Delta at this point because of my experience. I'm getting upgraded to first class most of the time, but then I also have access to the lounge. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll go hang out in the lounge for two hours, like, mm-hmm. or an hour or things like that. So it just makes it a lot easier. And I don't mind doing that just when you have status because they work with you on everything. Like I can get on earlier flights. Like let's say I have a longer layover. I was coming back from Greece. No, Spain. I was coming back from Spain in November. I went for Thanksgiving with my family and there was one flight where flight was getting in early. And I was like, wait, I think there's an earlier flight I can get on from JFK to Seattle. Sure enough, I like was texting Delta while I was on the plane, got put on standby for that flight, was able to rush through like customs and immigration and get on that plane and get home like three hours earlier. Dang. No fees. <laughs> like, That's great. Wow. So th- those are some of the benefits, like things that make your life easier. But if you're not someone who travels 
all the time, you're not going to see those benefits as often. So it doesn't make sense for you. So those are for more people who are like, all right, I, my travel is picking up or I'm starting to travel for work. I got a new job. Like then I would try to prioritize like sticking to one airline if you can. That would make more sense. Okay. What about this? Is it a myth that you're the internet? Where is this going? Where is this going? The internet is track. I swear. Okay. I swear this. (laughs) Oh, I know what you're going to ask. Like I want to go to New York. So I look for a flight to New York, but I don't buy it right away. They track you. They track you. And then becomes more and more expensive because they know that you want to go to New York on these you guys, no. you're telling me that I'm the only person this happens. No, I no. think this too. I think this yeah. too. I'm just laughing. <laughs> okay. No, so what you can do, this it's, it's a myth, but like on Google flights, you can literally track flights on, that's one of my favorite things on Google flights and you can see the price history. So I just did a video on this the other day because flights to Japan from Seattle, Tokyo, they're like $1,000 pretty consistently. Then all of a sudden they like dropped and they were down, they were at $638, I think it was for only two days. Like the price dropped. Wow. Then it went back up to seven something. And I'm sure it'll go back up to the 1000. So like flight deals happen all the time. They're not just like tracking you, but like they're changing their pricing. Like if let's say American was having, this was a Delta flight. Um, if American was having a sale on Tokyo, maybe Delta wants to get in on it, get in on that and like compete with them. So like They'll prices drop. change all the time. And like the better the flight deal, the shorter it's going to last. So if like there's a good flight deal that came through, like I'm going to go book it right now. Mm. So you would suggest if there's some place that you want to go, to search them and put a Google flight tracker on, turn on those alerts okay. so you can find out when the cheapest flights are. Yep. And you can track specific dates. You can track like any dates as a new tool that they just rolled out. So like, let's say you really want to go over Thanksgiving somewhere. Um, you can track specific flights that you want or specific dates. Um, but then now you can do the any dates tool. So it'll look for flights that like, maybe if you left one day sooner, it's a little bit cheaper. They'll send you that flight now too. And let you know that like, hey, if you have flexible travel plans, this is a good option for you. And they'll send you some of those options. Okay. So I have this friend. The friend is me. (laughs) I am going to spend two months in Europe this summer. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spend a lot on the flight because I'm going to be spending a lot because I'm going to be living my best life there. So I want to go. I'm like, okay, Janelle, I kind of want to go. I'm going to spend June and July, but like, I don't need to be there by a certain date. What it would be your advice to me to get the best deal. You're going to go onto the Google Explorer feature. So it's a different feature and it's basically where you can put in like, I'm flying from LAX. You can have it as open dates and you'll say like, I want to go for, um, you know, two months or whatever. And you can put your dates in or you can put specific months in and it'll populate the cheapest prices. And you can, it's a map and you can just drag the map around and see like, hey, it's cheapest if I fly into this city versus this city. Because that's where I'm like, should I fly to London? Should I fly to Rome? Like, I guess it will depend on like what's cheaper. Okay. And you can fly into one city and out of another. So you can look at different options like that, doing multi-city stuff. And you can set up like on the actual, so there's the explore feature and then your normal Google flights, like search feature. And on the flight search feature, you can put in like very common airport codes, you know, like um, CDG for Charles de Gaulle in Paris, London, like LHR, all of those. And you can put those in um, and then you can open up, there's a calendar tool. So like where you would go to put your dates in on Google flights, don't do that. Just open the calendar tool and it will populate, like you can change the length of your trip. So you're going to go down and put in like your two month trip. Mm-hmm. And it's going to show you like, if you leave on this day, it's going to be this price for a trip of that length into those airports, but you don't care what airport you're going into. So right. you can put in all those airport codes and search it that way and be like, great. If I fly into Milan, it's going to be way cheaper than if I fly into Rome or if I fly into London. And so okay. it's a great tool to be able to, especially if you have flexibility. Okay. Oh, I've never even heard of that. Yeah, I've never once used Google Flights. I'm super interested. Honestly, I I think I'm like a little conspiracy theorist when it comes to traveling. I'm realizing that because <laughs> you got the incognito window open. I got the yeah. incognito window open. She's booking it Tuesday at she, midnight. Like. I no, I'm like, Steve, we have to book it from your iPad. It's tracked all my stuff. <laughs> no. Guys, like you, you're laughing, but I've said that shit before. I literally have. Oh, no. <laughs> um, okay, so Janelle, you're always like posting about on TikTok, these flight deals, these flight deals. Tell us where you get the flight deals and is this, is it worth it? A hundred percent. Yes. So I specifically use a service called thrifty traveler um, premium. It's thrifty traveler.com slash premium. Um, I do have a code Janelle 10. If Janelle you want $10 10. off. Nice. Um, How much is it? Usually $50 a year. Okay. okay. So $40. Year. So it's $40 for your first year and then it's 50 after, but they send you, I'm not kidding you. I get flight deals every day. I probably have at least six flight deals that were sent to me today. They do both domestic and international. And they're using tools like Google Flights. They're just taking the work out of it. So they're going to be watching Google Flights and be like, hey, flights to Europe are super cheap today. Like that's how you find out about the flight to Tokyo. And it's like, 
because it was only cheap for two days. So unless you're checking flights every single day, you're, gonna you're not going to see it. So using tools like that is really, really helpful because like it's there, it's passive. I just have to check my email. They're doing the work for me and I can look myself because they don't, it's not like they catch every single deal under the sun because they're humans and like have, you know, other things that are going on in their lives. But like they at least are telling you like, Hey, flights to Europe are super cheap. So they sent out a deal back in September. It was $300 round trip flights from pretty much every airport in the U S not even just major ones like Bismarck, North Dakota, and like small regional airports to any city in Europe for $300 round trip on American. It was wild. What? That sounds incredible. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have an airline you like fly to Europe on? Delta. Oh, Delta flies to Europe. Okay. (laughs) Delta flies all over the world. (laughs) Okay. Travel expert, Christina. (laughs) No, all I'm saying is that people who have are like Delta people literally are dying I'm trying hard Delta I'm trying people. to be a Delta person but there so Delta I love in the, it for domestic but don't get me wrong there are great up there are other great airlines too you know, I'm just it's hard when you have status I'm like I'm going to be you loyal could, it's a, a loyal they got me like I'm stuck so hey gosh girl <laughs> yeah. okay I have a major question for you because I this is still something that I like literally disgust myself every time I go to the airport I'm like girl how do you not have TSA pre-check so literally Janelle's eyebrow just raised. She was like, bitch, you don't have TSA pre-check. Yeah, so I don't have, I don't have pre-check. I have clear. I don't have clear either. I don't have any of this. I so like, clear. I know this is something I need to get immediately. Yeah. What do I get? What's the difference between TSA pre-check and clear? And like, for me right now, I'm traveling mostly with my husband and my baby. So like factor it for the whole family. Okay. So there's TSA pre-check, there's global entry. Oh yeah. And then there's that was clear. The other one. Okay. So global entry is a hundred dollars for every five years. TSA pre-check is $85 for every five years. However, if you buy global entry, it comes with TSA pre-check. So I need global so entry. So just go straight to global entry. It is a little bit more of a longer process. You have to go in for an, an interview, but essentially they're just confirming your application in person um, is what that process is, but that comes with it. So for $15 more, you can get global entry that comes with TSA pre-check. Now what that's, what TSA pre-check is going to get you is it's going to make sure you don't have to bring, take out your laptop, your liquids, take off your jacket or, you know, your belt, like some of those things, your shoes, um, when you go through, uh, security. So it's, a, um, an expedited screening process is what it is. Clear is using biometric identifiers. So like your eyes or your fingerprints to tell who you are. So you don't have to pull out your ID. However, mm-hmm. what it does is if you don't have pre-check, um, if you're just in the general boarding line, clear will get you to the very, very front of that line. If you have pre-check, it gets you to the very, very front of that line. So it's like a line budger. So whatever really access is. you have, whatever access you have, like that's the line you're going to get in front of. And you just walk through, you show your boarding pass, you don't pull out your ID and you get through. So that one's more expensive though. Um, there are ways to get it at a discount. So like if you're just a general United member or a general Delta member, which is free to sign up, you're going to get, I think it's like $20 off a year mm. off that service. So just like sign up so you don't pay the full price for clear because there's no Damn reason it. to play it. If <laughs> I'm too late. <laughs> You can add people onto your membership too. What other yeah, people I've, got don't my, know. I've got my dad and my mom on okay, there. Okay, good. Because it's, it's like 50. <laughs> what about me? Yeah, <laughs> I don't have anything. <laughs> maybe I maybe I can add you guys. And Nico, you too? can. I think it's like fifty bucks per person to add. Or it might be, when I added my family, I have my whole family on mine. So it's like okay. I get my membership for free from the status I get at Delta, but then I only pay one hundred and fifty dollars for my entire family to have Clear as well. So that's a cool thing. Um, with TSA PreCheck and Clear or in Global Entry, however, that's where credit cards come in. You can get it. So many of the travel credit cards refund you for it, so you can get it completely for free. Yeah. See, here's I think my Amex thing. Does that? Yeah. Do I need to fucking one eight hundred Amex? I need a refund on Clear or whatever. You might as well try. I mean, if you don't ask, the answer is no. Right. Okay. God. All right. So this is just <laughs> me being again coming back to being lazy as fuck. Same. Wait, okay, real quick though. So since I don't have anything, which one should I get? Should I just do global entry then is what you're saying? I would go global entry because it's going to be the most like cost economical from that perspective, but then um, it's for good for five years. So you pay the hundred bucks, five years, done. Okay. Okay, that's your homework. That's my homework. <laughs> oh, you got a lot of homework. Oh, I know, I know, I'm stressed <laughs> out. Google flights, stop looking at Tuesdays and using your husband's iPad. <laughs> I know. Do you want to know something so bad? I was doing it at one point too. I knew I had like travel, like, um, my numbers for each like airline or whatever. Points? No, like uh, your, oh, loyalty you're, you're number. My, yeah. And I just didn't know. And I never had them on hand. So and they were too lazy to look them up. I was Stop. too lazy to look them up. Me so too. I just Stop. never did. And Me honestly, too. sometimes if it's not like, if I can't log in with it, if it's not saved into my browser, I just don't use it. Check I, I check out as guest. guest. 
Oh. Christina, why are we the same? I don't know. You guys, stop doing that. We're stressing you out, right? You can also go back, if anyone else does this and is in the same boat, you can get credit for flights that you took within the no, past I year can't. if you I, find your number. I can't. I, you have to call. Yeah, you gotta do that. <laughs> you can also text <laughs> airlines, though. Like You guys okay. are texting. So stop calling airlines for like certain things. That one you might have to call for, actually. Or it actually, I think, might be a form you submit online. But if you didn't know, you can text a lot of airlines. So And it's a lot quicker. So whenever I like want a flight change, instead of like sitting on hold or like waiting the three hours for them to call me back, I just shoot them a text. I'm way more likely to be able to answer that than anything. Yeah, okay, that's, that's smart. smart. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'd much rather text. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> Literally, no. If I don't want to speak to someone, I don't want to speak to anyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are Gen Z. Not really, but I try. Yeah, still a millennium, but it's fine. Um, yeah. Do you have any tips? And I know you don't have kids, but any tips for traveling as a family? So... I, if, if you have a kid under two, you know that you, I think it's under two, it's they're free to fly with you as like a kid. Uh, lap. As a lap infant yeah, or whatever. Yeah, infant in lap, infant something in lap, like that, something yeah. like that. Um, in terms of like getting through faster or like through security, like those are going to be things that will like make the experience go more seamless. Being in the lounge is a lot quieter, a lot less stressful, some of those stuff. But like, I don't have any like specific, like this is going to be the way to like travel with a kid. Um, sorry, I'm kidless. Wait, can I just share a real quick story? Yeah, let's yeah. Hear it. Steve wanted to kill me. I, I never <laughs> even shared this on our flight back from New Jersey. So I booked our tickets and my husband's real name is Stefano. And I booked his ticket as Steven. And I think I always do that. And like, no one says anything. But this time the TSA agent was like, dude, your ticket says Steven, your license says Stefano. Oh <laughs> my God. God. And what happened? If I, he was like, he's like, I can't let you through. He's like, you have a different name. So Steve's like, I, I, he's like, I don't know what to do. He's like, my real name's Stefano. He's like, yeah, but your ticket says Steven. Like a long story short, he was like, you either have to like go up and like get new tickets and like go through this whole JetBlue process. I was like, is there someone else we can talk to? Anyways, make a long story short. They had like a couple different agents come and like verify. And like they mm -hmm. saw we had a baby and a whole thing. I was like, excuse me. I booked the tickets. I'm his, <laughs> I'm his dumb wife. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I just call him Steven. I was like, my fault. And anyways, like the guy was like, like don't of, you know your husband's name? Yeah, exactly. And Steve was like, I'm going to kill you. But anyways, the guy was kind of just giving us a hard time. He's like, I understand it. My name's Michele, but I go by Michael. I'm like, dude, you understand. Yes. But like, whatever, he was just doing his job. Um, oh, it'd be so stressful. <laughs> and thank God you probably didn't show up to the airport super late because you yes, needed the extra time that exactly, time. Exactly, exactly. I have learned after being in New York with you that, or was it after New York when you were pants ripped? I was like, Steve is a <laughs> yeah. patient, patient man. <laughs> yeah, my that wasn't my fault though. That wasn't a deep, I know, but it's still like, in the pants. It's still just crazy what this girl goes through. Wait, do you guys travel well together? That's always a question because like it can be very interesting if you've never traveled with someone before. I think we travel well. I think we travel well. We've only been together one. We've only been to New York once. I would say Christina's more chill than me. I got. I mean, we just, we learned when we try and travel for work, we need to be more efficient. We were very inefficient this last trip mm -hmm. and it would just stress me out when we didn't have enough time to do like, oh, take I was like, photos. Take, I was like, I, cause we went to create content and that would be, Christina's just more chill than me. That's the long <laughs> of it. That's the long of it. But, but I do think so we travel well together. It's so important to like understand what type of travel you are and like being yes. okay with like separating for a little bit. Like I think, mm -hmm. especially in people's like first big trips, like around like, we're doing this, we're doing this. And it's like, well, if someone wants to go to a museum, but the other person wants to go to a vintage shop, like just go do that. Like it's totally. fine. It's okay. Yes. But like being on the same page before you go can help alleviate a lot of that. And of course you can't like talk about everything, but like if someone is more museum focused or like, I want to go taste wine and like, you know, go to a nice restaurant or whatever. Like I can go do that if that's something that doesn't interest you. Like make the trip your own still too. Yeah, totally. And I think that like for us, we just needed to better communicate like because we were like, oh, that's a work trip, but we wanted to create content, but we were also scheduling meetings and we ended up like overbooking ourselves. That was yeah. our issue. We just needed more time. But I think something that you do a lot more than I do is like, I think you're more itinerary focused. Oh yeah. Like, which I like, I I'm, don't really do that. Like I'm, I was talking to this girl who's helping me plan my Europe trip and she's like, okay, what's like the first thing when you go to a place do? And I was like, okay, for me, like where I stay is important for like creating content and just like, I'm, I'm just really interested in like interiors and stuff like that. But I'm like, I am not going to just walk into a restaurant. I am going to research <laughs> the best fucking restaurant, where I need to be, what the, the best dish is. Like, I will plan my trip around restaurants and things like that. Like, I will not like, and I feel like you can just be like, oh, let's just like bop, bop into this place. Yeah. Where I, mean, I, 
I like having that. I like having a plan too. Like I think a combination is really great, but I also yeah. like being able to have like my day free to like see totally where the wind blows and where we want to end up and not yes. feel like tied down to like certain reservations. That's what some people can like do where I see a lot of like, not even issues, but just where it can be very stressful. Like a fun vacation turns stressful quickly when it's like, we have to be here. Now we have to be here. We have to make this train yes. at this time. And it's like, I always try to like do one big activity a day and yeah, then totally. leave the rest kind of open. And like, if I have enough time in a city or a country, I'll leave like one day where it's like, we'll see what happens. Like I, yeah, I and, but I'll have a, a, like a backup plan, like links to be like, Hey, we could maybe do this. We could maybe do this. We could do this. Yeah. Or if something comes up, we'll do that. Like, so I try to like leave some of those things open because you never know what's going to happen. And I don't want to miss out on a super cool experience because I booked 85 different museums. Totally. Totally. So, okay. I think that traveling with friends is something that a lot of people want to do more. And like traveling with a friend, if you're not great travelers can like honestly ruin a relationship. Yeah. So what are some of your tips when booking a, a trip with a friend? Like what can people do to prepare for it, to make sure that they're as on the same page as much as possible? Get like a Google doc going or something and just start throwing links in and like tossing things in of like, Hey, this interests me, this interests me. And then you can start like commenting on it and being like, yeah, I'm totally in for this. And so like, you're kind of at least like starting to get on the same page of like, what do we both like? What do we both like? You've got like a yes list, a maybes list, like a, eh, we'll see if like there's room in the schedule for this kind of list. And like start doing that in advance. So you be, are on the same page and understand like everyone's budgets too. And like what they want to spend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can like, if there is something that I want to do and you don't want to spend money on that or vice versa, like we can separate for those things, but accommodations can be a big one. Like I would love to stay somewhere beautiful, but like if it means that I can't go on another trip because I'm spending my money right. on this place, like that's not important to me. I'd rather go on a different trip at it like later that year. Mm-hmm. And so understanding like those sorts of things, um, which is why I made friends stay in hostels mm-hmm. and with me in yeah. Italy. Cause I'm like, I got other trips planned this year. Like I could ball out on this Positano, beautiful, uh, beautiful um, Airbnb, but instead we're going to stay in this hostel and we're yeah. still going to like have a great time. And it was awesome. Yes. So. And I think it's actually really, really important to be transparent with finances with friends. Like your friend does not want you to go into like credit card debt yeah. for her or for your trip. But your friend also might not know that you can't afford something unless you tell her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that like ha- being able to like talk about your finances when it comes to traveling with your friend is really, really important. And just be really open about that and um, and come from a place of understanding no matter what mm-hmm. side you are. Yeah. And it can be hard to like budget for a trip because it's like, well, I don't know what I'm going to spend money on. But like, let's say you do want to go out for some nice meals. Well, then how about you just have like a coffee and a croissant, you know, like for breakfast. And like, so you kind of like, you're not going to go ball out every single meal then. Like we're going to prioritize that these are the restaurants that we want to go to and spend money at. And now we're just going to get, you know, some street vendor food or something like that to be able to like make our dollar go a little bit more or have an Airbnb and cook. Like Iceland was so expensive for like a country. They're just, everything's expensive there. We cooked two meals a day in um, or we brought sandwiches with us, made eggs in the morning, and then we'd go out to dinner. And that was like our plan every single day to just like help cut down on costs. We're only there for a few days. So of course I want to go to local restaurants. Like, yeah, that's a part of the experience for me too, at least. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it's like, it, and I think as kind of like wrap this up, like as I'm planning like my first solo trip, it can be so overwhelming, but I'm just telling myself, you know what, like anything it's just like a learning, like I'm going to learn and be like, mm, I would do that differently. I would do that differently. Like it's not going to be fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to learn from this experience and I'm not going to try and like stress about stress about it being like, oh my God, like I'm just. You'll it, figure it out. You'll it learn. Out. Yeah, yes. you'll learn. Like there are things you can do to make things easier, but like you'll figure out some of those things as you go. Like things I always look at before I go places, um, what the languages are. So get Google Translate and download the languages offline. So you can so smart. You use your data or anything when you're over there so you can communicate with people. I use doing it that all the time. There's a feature where you can open up the camera and put, like put it over a menu and it translate the me- translate the menu on your phone for you. It's amazing. You can speak into it and then like this I was, Google Translate. Yeah, and it's an app. And what do you mean by like downloading it so you have it offline? Like I don't so how do you do that? The language itself. So I can put in like I want to download Spanish or I want to download okay. French. So then instead of like using it uses up space on your phone, but like I don't want to use my data when I'm traveling abroad. Yeah, so right. then that way and sometimes you don't have service to like be able to communicate with someone. So that way I know I can always communicate with people um, when I have that language downloaded. Um, So that's a big one that I always do. I look at like tipping culture is very different abroad and people don't always realize that. Like what is the tipping culture? So like take a look at that before you go somewhere in different countries. It's different. Like you might leave a couple euros at the table, but you're not going to tip 20%. Like that's not, that's not a common thing there, you know, in Europe a lot. So um, some of those things are really, really good to look into. 
Okay. I didn't even think about any of those things. Mm -hmm. And then look at like, how to say like, hello, thank you. Where's the bathroom? Like just like general conversation stuff. Cause people really appreciate it. When you you try. It shows that you have a lot of respect for the culture. I feel like that's super important. Cheers is another good one too. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Ching, ching. Bonjour. You're, you're doing great. Je ne sais quoi. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Come to bed. What does that mean? Oh, wait. What's, <laughs> that, what's that? What's that song that's like, voulez, 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 oh, Moulin, the Moulin Rouge song? I don't even know. Okay. Yeah. It <laughs> is. I was just trying to pa- practice my French. Um, okay. okay. I think we need to end it up with just saying, real quick, rapid fire, like, what are three places that you are dying to go to this year? One domestically, one internationally. And I don't know what the third one is. Uh, Mars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one is intergalactically. If you can uh, travel anywhere in space. I really want to go to Montana, I think, domestically. <gasps> me yes. Never me been. Ch- me so I've been stunning. to so many. We can go. Wait, girl, I'm down. <laughs> Perfect. All right, we'll plan that. I'll help you find flights. Um, <laughs> so that's where I want to go, I think, domestically. I've been to a ton of cities and like they're all great, but I'm like, let's really get into that Montana vibe. Let's yeah. get some cowboys. Let's go. Oh, wait. I need to buy You're, some boots, you know? We need yeah. boots. We need to be horseback riding. Uh huh. I'm into it. Okay. Um, I really, really want to go to Vietnam. I've heard so many amazing things about Vietnam. It's another one of those countries that like, um, you can, your dollar is going to go way further there and it's just beautiful. So that's one that I want to go to. And I think South Africa has been on my list. I was supposed to go uh, Thanksgiving of 2020 and I'm just like waiting, but those are all the hard countries right now to go to. So I'm like, we'll see. Okay. Wait, I have one more question. Sorry. This is going to be the last one. (laughs) Obviously right now we are dealing with like tough times Mm -hmm. traveling. Do you have a website or any like resources you can recommend to people for who are looking to travel but not sure what the COVID guidelines or restrictions are in the places that they want to go to. So my first step whenever I go to like want to book a trip somewhere is I'll just Google it to see if there's any news that has come up recently, because a lot of the times when restrictions are changing, it'll hit the news outlets before it actually hits the official website. Mm-hmm. So I Google that first just to be like, hey, is there anything that I need to be aware of that might not be listed yet on the official website? Then just always go to the government's website. Like there will be links. You can read like there's certain like I think CNN or I don't know, there's certain sites that are constantly updating like here's what the protocol is, blah, blah, blah. And then I will go verify it myself. But it's more digestible when it's like someone summarizing it versus going to a different country's government website saying here's what their entry requirements are. Totally. But um, that's probably where I would start. And then just for testing to get back into the U.S. has been a big question I get a lot. Yeah. They have those self test kits. I use them now quite often, not every trip. If it's convenient for me to test there, I'll do that. But um, there's these self kits that you can take. I take them in my hotel or my Airbnb. There's someone who watches you on your phone while you take it. Oh, and then wow. they certify like your results and you get like a whole printout or like an emailed PDF of like your results. And that works to get back into the US, which can be a barrier for people to leave. It's like, what do, where do I test? Where do I get a COVID test totally. to come back in? Yeah. Okay, amazing. We'll have to add all of that to our resources in the yes. show notes. So yeah, make we're sure gonna to check those out. We're going to have a lot of links and resources based yeah. on everything you mentioned in the show notes. Yes, yeah, so I'll get you some links and some places on where to start. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Thank you so much. This has been so helpful. I've learned how much of an idiot traveler I am. But honestly, it's made me so excited to travel even more this year. It's everyone's wanting to travel. We've all been cooped up for forever. So this is a great time to like start diving into it. Learn more. Get excited. Let's go travel the world. Yes. Okay. I feel like this is like the beginning of like a part one, two, three, because damn, there's a lot more. But thank you so much, Janelle. You're amazing. Okay. And so before we wrap up with Janelle, she is going to dive into our Ask Away with Ray and Kay with us. So Ray. Hit us with the question. Okay, this is this week's question. So I started dating a guy and he's everything on paper that I want and treats me so well, but I'm attract, but I'm, but I'm only attracted to him like every other time we hang out. One of the big reasons is he has adult braces. And even though I know they're temporary, it's hard to get past. I'm mad at myself for not being attracted and I'm worried I'm potentially self-sabotaging, but also don't want to live in a scarcity mindset and get caught in the trap of thinking I can't find someone I'm attracted to who also checks all the boxes. Thoughts. My first thought is he's got to have, he's got an orthodontist who's telling him how much longer we have these braces. <laughs> so you're like asking how <laughs> yeah. long he has them for, right? Like, is I'm it like, one month, two months, and five you, years? And you could do it in like, so. Well, I'm like, is that the only thing though? Because like, if it's the braces, I feel like we could get past that. But is it like, are you subconsciously kind of like pushing some red flags I, down? I like, kind of feel like it's more than just the braces and you're telling yourself this. Well, she's saying, she's saying he checks all the boxes besides the, besides the, 
the braces. But is she also like really focused on what he is on paper? Like, is he not, is he great in person too? Like, cause sometimes I can be like, oh, this guy's so great on paper. Let me just keep like hanging out with him. Like, you know, I think that this could work. I think that this could work, but I'm like forcing it still. So I'm wondering if like, mm. maybe she's kind of trying to like, oh, it's the braces. It's like, no, those are temporary, you know, like those are going to come off. Yeah. Maybe the braces are a pinpoint of a bigger, I, I kind of feel like that because she is saying at the end of that question that she's almost feeling like there could be someone else mm-hmm. out there that's better than him. And she didn't talk about how excited she was about like hanging out with him either. And this maybe she is and just didn't say it, but it was like, he's good on paper. Sometimes I'm attracted to him. But like, what about like how you feel after you hang out with him? Like, are you excited to like see him again next? Like, I don't know. I didn't get the vibe from that. Okay. Those are good questions to ask yourself. Are you excited to see him? How do you feel after you hang out with him? Honestly, I think really try and be like, okay, while you're with him, really ask yourself, is it just the braces? Yeah. Like, are you like, really? Is it because so much of attraction is like, it is what they look like, but it's a lot about like their energy too. Yeah. It's so much more like, I I don't know. That's how I am. At least like I'm, it's not just a physical thing or never has been for me. It's, it's, it's this whole combination of, of things. And like, I'm attracted to you as a whole person. Yeah. Not just your physical being, but like all these other things that go into it. Yeah. And I mean, I get it because physical attraction is really important, but totally. all I will say, braces are temporary. Yes. But I just, I don't understand why he doesn't have Invisalign. <laughs> Could you? This is going too it, far. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, honestly, like, look, physical attraction only goes so far and you will, you could always find something that you don't like about someone and try and make that as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I could have ended my relationship so long ago if I just focus on how much I hate Steve Schwartz. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? True. But here's my, have you, Janelle, you don't, you can share as much as you want. Did you do online dating, dating apps? Yes. I think the dating apps literally have made us think that there's always something better. Mm. So I think that too, that's something that you have to be really conscious of. I literally think that the dating apps have kind of fucked us up a little bit and thinking that there's always something else. That's yeah. It's like, thinking about like, what do you want your life to look like? And can you see that person like fitting into that totally. mold or like what mm-hmm. you envision, like your lifestyle, what you want to do? Do you have fun together where you can just hang out the two of you? And like, that's a good day. Yeah. yeah. Are the braces inhibiting any activities in the bedroom? That's a good thing to ask yourself. But again, and if not, <laughs> then get it girl. Then, yeah. Then yeah, I think that we just need to figure out whether the braces are an excuse for other things that might be going on. But if it's really just about the braces, they're going to come off eventually. Because let's be honest, I've made those excuses for people before, Same. too. It's not braces, but, you, you know, something else where it's like, oh, you know, I just it's just this. And it's like, no, it's you're not into him. Like, at least yeah. for me, it's like, no, you're not into him. But you really just want to fix. It. And it's OK to not be into someone that is like nice or a good person. Like, you're just yeah. not a good match or like not your match, maybe. Yes, totally. Word, wise, wise words from Janelle today. Um, okay. We hope that helped. We hope that helped. Did it help? I don't know. If always, I'm always, I'm like, did it help? I don't know. I don't know. We're probably like, she's like, I, I thought I knew, but I'm so confused now. <laughs> you know what we need to do? We need to have people call in and have a conversation with them. Yes, I would love that. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. Well, we love you. See you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.